Hey strategists, I've got a really special episode for you this week. Uh, we are together going to work through uh, assembling and writing your brand's origin story. So I'm going to demonstrate this using the canvas from our messaging sprint kit because this is the exact same process that we use to write brand stories for client brands. Uh, and it's exactly how I show you how to do both in our messaging sprint kit, right? So how to write your own brand uh, origin story and how to lead a client through the process to write theirs on the fly during a messaging sprint. This is The Simplogy Show with Bruce White, the podcast for business leaders and strategists to get the best practical advice on a deeper but more efficient approach to brand and business strategy right across a business's life cycle, because you can always add more value. Let's get into it. So you're going to see when we get to the canvas section that there are four distinct elements to an origin story. And when we complete this, either a part of this or the entire origin story will be used in places like our sales letter. Uh, it's also something that you can put in places like your about us page. Uh, capabilities deck would have an about us section. Uh, uh, an origin story in some circumstances would be in your pitch deck. Uh, but perhaps most importantly, the brand origin story is designed specifically to make us more relatable, okay? This is an easy way of connecting with people through shared pain, through shared experiences, through shared ideals, through shared values, right? All of that because this really helps people see your company or your brand as more human. So at its core, Telling your brand's origin story is going to let you show instead of tell people how their lives will be improved by working with your brand, okay? And the trick is keep this short, right? Keep this conversational and keep this natural. And when I say natural, you're going to want to practice this until it's comfortable enough that it doesn't feel like just a recitation, okay? The more you say it, the better it will get. But obviously, we're going to be assembling this uh, I just mentioned there are four sections. We're going to be assembling this out of the resulting pieces of, of writing, of copy that we're putting in each of these four sections. If you were to just read those blocks start to finish, it would feel like you're reciting it the first few times, right? You need to get to the point where it's telling a story. It's recalling events. It's it's just something that happened to you, right? And that's, that's actually what we're building this from, is your actual experiences, your, your actual events that contributed to your brand becoming where it is today, okay? So we're not making any of this up. This is all based in the reality of your brand. So here we go. Let's just approach this one step at a time, okay? I'm gonna go over to my canvas here. This is our messaging sprint canvas. This is what we use uh, both with clients as well as um, uh, when we're doing sprints for, uh, as well as when we're working through our messaging for ourselves. You can see there's an awful lot in this sprint. Uh, I'm not going to go through everything that's included in the messaging sprint. Today, we are just going to concentrate down here on the origin story. Okay, so if I click over here onto the origin story, that's going to zoom into this bottom section. I'm actually going to zoom just a little bit further so that we can just do this little bit at the uh, at the edge here. I don't know why my zoom is not working. I'll try the keyboard shortcut, there we go. Okay, so looking at the canvas, the first step down to the left side of the origin story is called context. 
This is what we want to do first. The context is quite literally the who, the where, the when, and the what of the story, okay? And the reason that we present context at the beginning, just like in any story, we need to give a point of reference for the listener or for the audience to begin from, right? Otherwise, there's no anchor, right? There's, there's nothing to anchor them and they're always feeling like, where are we? What's going on in this world? So this is gonna anchor them. This is the point of reference that will help the story be more believable because it's gonna eliminate those gaps that the mind would normally go through where they're saying, well, hang on, what, what are you talking about? I, I actually do this to my wife all the time. I'll start telling her a story and she'll be like, what are you talking about? Because I've completely forgotten to give that anchor, right? The point of reference. So this context, this is the point of reference. So I'm gonna give you a quick example and then we'll break it down a little bit for each one of these sections. So an example of context, in 2015, Jennifer, a 35-year-old 30, single mother, started her own school lunch program in downtown Berkeley, okay? That is just a simple statement of facts. Who, where, when, and what, okay? So of those four elements, who, Jennifer, a 35-year-old single mother, when, in 2015, where, in downtown Berkeley, and what, started her own school lunch program, okay? It's just a simple assembly of facts based on the origin of your brand. So you wanna lay out the context in those four elements, and I recommend that you do this right now as we're going, going along. Just write it down or type it out in a text document, uh, write it down on the notepad if you've got one, or sticky notes uh, in the sprint, of course, or when you're writing your own brand messaging, if you're using our messaging uh, sprint kit, then you'll be adding them on stickies to this canvas. But whatever you need to do right now to try and tackle these, do them one at a time, who, when, where, and what. And just to be clear, you would have, you would have heard if, 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 you, if you were listening when I read out that example, we started off with the when in 2015, comma, Jennifer, blah, blah, blah. So they don't have to go in that order, in that exact order of who, when, where, and what. You just need to have all four there. You don't need to worry about keep, keeping them neat. You can, you can just leave them however they are as you write them. If you're putting them on the stickies, stick them on the wall in front of you, stick them on the desk in front of you, it doesn't matter. Right now, this is just about getting that information out of your head one at a time and having an answer to each of those elements. And it doesn't have to be a sentence either. It can just be, for example, the who could just be the name of the founder, right? It could just be your name. If there's any additional detail that you can give, like uh, a 35 year old single mother, which was also part of the who, well, that's fantastic. The more detail that you can put in here uh, to help make it real, as long as it is real, by the way, the more detail that you can put in any of this, to, to, to make it feel real, the more effective this origin story is gonna be. But for right now, if you can't think of those addi additional details, that's fine. Just get those four separate stickies written out and then write them all out as a complete sentence at the other end, okay? So let me just show you what I mean. Uh, just using the canvas here, again, if you don't have this canvas, if you're not a member of the Messaging Sprint Kit or anything like that, if you've just got stickies on your, on your desk, if you've just got a notepad, if you've got a Google Doc, whatever, start off with the one at a time, okay? I'm just gonna create some stickies here. Who, what, when, and where, okay? So you just, obviously I would actually put the who, the what, the where, and the when in there, but 
you just want to put them on four separate stickies right now. You can either pause this episode and get that done, or you can just, as we're going along, and, and accept that you probably want to come back to this later on. However you want to do this, put those down, those context stickies separately. Again, you don't have to keep them neat, nothing like that. And then at the, the end of that, once you've got all that, then you want to go ahead and put the, put it into a, a complete sentence, okay? Uh, when we do this in, in the sprint, we put it down the other end here, okay? You can see just when I double click on the canvas, by the way, is how I'm creating these stickies. One of the things I do when I'm creating the complete sentence is I'll change the color of the background so that it is instantly recognizable as something that is built from the elements. It is something that is different from those brainstormed elements that we already had there, okay? I'm just going to write the words here, complete sentence. Uh, and that's representative of the complete sentence or pair of sentences that we have made up out of these four elements together. And we put over here as our finished context part of our origin story. Okay, so again, either change the color or change the style of the sticky just to make sure that it really stands out. If, you, if you're doing putting these on your wall, put it maybe six inches to the right of your of your um, individual elements, whatever, just so that you know that this is the, the the end result that's comprised of those those elements previously, okay? In case you're not familiar with our whiteboard software that I'm using here, the more you write on one of those stickies, the smaller the text is going to get. So in this case, the bigger that you make your sticky, the better. So we can actually just switch the type to a five by three instead of a three by three, give us a little bit more, more room. That's just kind of a trick that we use during our sprints. Um, one of those tricks that I, I do go through all of those during the, the sprint training if that interests you, so don't worry about missing it now. Uh, but you can make it bigger, you can put it on a different size, you can put it on a different shape, you can put it on a round one, what, whatever. You just want to do this uh, one by one and then assemble it all into that finished context before you move on. Okay, so you're not really going to be reading that finished one as you're as you're writing it out or as you're copying and pasting all the all the bits from here over into this, unless you want to check your spelling as you go. This right now is about collecting our thoughts and putting them into one single element there before moving on. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? So the elements are just going to come from those four context elements, the who, what, where, and when. Uh, and you're going to put it all on that one single sticky when you're done. And that's going to be it for the context section, okay? Really don't dwell too long here on any of these sections. This should be based in reality. If you're having to really think too much about it, you might be risking inventing something. And that's going to create a massive disconnect when it becomes evident to your audience that it's not based in reality. So right now, just the who, the what, the when, and the where. You can either pause this episode and get that done, or you can come back to each section later on, however you want to do this. Let's just continue on from right now, okay? So I'm going to continue on to the second section, which I scroll across here is origin problem or big relevant change, okay? Please yourself how you want to assemble the elements in the origin story as you go. If you want to pause this video, like I said, and come back, you can. If you just want to listen to this all as one thing and then go back through bit by bit later on, whichever you want to do, whatever works for your process, uh, understand what's going to be give, give you the best end result and do that, right? So second section, origin problem or big relevant change. This one can feel a little bit tricky because this is a problem that our brand saw that needed to be addressed. But it also needs to be something that our audience faces in order for us to be able to develop relatable empathy with them when we tell this story, whether that's verbally or in writing, okay? So this is not just a problem that we've necessarily solved for everyone in the past. The ideal origin problem is, 
It's something that we faced, okay? It's not necessarily just something we decided to solve. Ideally, this is a problem we faced, we went searching for a solution, there wasn't one, and so we made it, we created the solution. That's the ideal scenario. And the perfect case scenario is that it is based in some sort of big relevant change that is already happening in the market outside of our industry, outside of our, our company, just completely outside of us, something that is affecting our market. Uh, and if you want more details on the big relevant change, you can read more about that in my messaging stuff on my blog, uh, blog.simplegy.com. It's also completely covered in the messaging sprint. The uh, uh, category narrative is something that we develop for our clients and for you during the messaging sprint kit so that you have that entire category narrative, which is going to include things like the big relevant change that drives the need for your service. Uh, the old game that is a loser's game now based on the change that just happened in the market outside of your control. The new game that you're making possible, that the winners are playing, okay? All of that sort of stuff is part of your category narrative, which we cover in this sprint. Now, it is not always going to be the case that your origin problem, and this goes for both you as well as for clients, if you're doing this in a sprint for a client, it is not always going to be the case that the brand was launched to solve a problem for itself, okay? It's not always gonna be that perfect case scenario where the brand sees a problem, looks for a solution, can't find a solution, and so creates it, okay? In some cases, the origin problem is gonna be something that you just noticed was happening in the industry, but you didn't experience, right? You didn't run into that problem as, as your company. You didn't necessarily face it. Like you might've just noticed, maybe you had a friend, maybe you had a colleague, maybe you were just reading one day and you saw, there was this big problem that you just happened to know you could solve. In that case, it is still going to work, but if it's a problem that you're just solving for others, if it's a problem that you didn't run into and then go looking for a solution and then decide to create the solution when there wasn't one, there is a very slight disconnect there that you have to make sure that when you get into the conflict section, which is coming up next, you need to be very clear about why you decided to solve this problem. And that's because if you didn't run into this problem, if you just found a problem that you could solve, you risk it coming across as, hey, we saw an opportunity to make a bunch of cash here, so we decided to fix something for others who couldn't do it for themselves, right? It sounds very, very mercenary if you just put it that way. So you've gotta be really careful in how you, how you present the conflict and make sure that it's based in a genuine desire to help uh, rather than, I realized I could make myself filthy rich by solving this problem, right? You've got to be really careful that this origin problem is based in empathy. It's based in your desire to improve the world, right? You notice this problem and you decided to fix it, okay? Again, perfect case scenario out of, out of those two options, you can see the options that, that are either origin problem or related to the big relevant change. The perfect case scenario is that the brand was launched to eliminate a problem that you faced. But again, back to the example, just to sort of make this sound more logical, make it easier to follow. Uh, Jennifer might have found that she couldn't find a simple solution for lunches for maybe she's got school-aged kids, right? She lives in Berkeley and she couldn't find a simple solution for her school-aged kids' lunches, right? So that's kind of as deep and meaningful as the origin problem needs to be. You can expand on it with details. Details are always important, but you don't necessarily need to go crazy right here. This is just indicating, hey, we had this problem, and of course that problem is something that your prospects are still experiencing. That's where the empathy in this comes from. 
Jennifer found that she couldn't find a simple solution for lunches for her school-aged kids in Berkeley. Bam, that's it. That's the origin problem for, for Jennifer, okay? So for your brand, based on thinking of the reasons that the brand was launched, what problem were you trying to solve? Again, don't overthink this. This is just as simple as couldn't find a simple solution for lunches for our kids, right? So decided to do something about it. It's just a what was going on type of sentence. Now, there is a different option here if your company is older and if you didn't launch to solve the specific problems that you are now solving, okay? There are a lot of companies out there that have evolved into new businesses. And this is, remember, a brand's origin story. So we're not just gonna invent something here and say we launched to solve these problems we solve when that's not real. Especially if it's a problem that you used to solve that is no longer even necessary to be solved. People are gonna know that. People are gonna say, no, you didn't. You launched to do something else, right? If you really wanna harness the power of this problem right now, the second option that you have is to relaunch your brand, to actually rebrand, okay? And if you're following our strategy training, this is the perfect time to do this because you're probably relaunching as a strategy first firm, right? Whether that be a, a strategy company, whether that be a creative strategist, whether that be a, a strategy co uh, consultant, whether it be a strategic agency, whatever, this is the period of time when you're going to, going through some changes in your company, right? Because you're doing this, you're, if you're following our strategy training, you are deliberately repositioning as a strategist, which means you have an opportunity to relaunch or to rebrand. Now, if you're gonna re relaunch, that's actually bigger than just rewriting your origin story. But if you do wanna take advantage of this moment to relaunch your brand, then your origin problem now can be based in a more recent big relevant change. Again, this is all just in case you were an older company that initially launched to solve a different problem than what you now solve, okay? So let's just get ahead and uh, and write this out now, write, write it into the, uh, uh, the the box here on stickies, on a, on a sticky, excuse me, uh, and then we can go into the problem as it relates to your brand, right? So ideally, this is gonna be a problem that you were looking for a solution to for yourself, and just couldn't find. That, in large part, is actually why I developed our brand sprint process in the first place. Uh, I did the majority of the training that is available, and it was all essentially developed by designers to get more design work from their clients, okay? And that's not strategic thinking. That's not adding value to their company, to their, to their brand. That's not building a better future for clients. That's just building a better future for you. That's just gaining some, some short-term gain, right? By, by running up the design projects. So that was in essence, the origin problem that I was wrestling with when I started doing brand strategy training back in about 2011 or 12. So adding this to our agency at the time, we were a design and marketing agency, but we were specializing at the time in visual identity development. So we were sort of referring to ourselves as a branding agency at the time, but I knew that there was a big chunk missing of, of actual branding, the strategy side, and I couldn't find the solution, so I had to go and develop it myself, like right? actual strategic training. Because I couldn't find actual brand strategy training designed to bring value and, and create a brighter future for the client, all I could find was, hey, if you do this, you can sell them this design work, right? Now, I'm not saying any of that was done from a position of malice. I'm not saying that the designers that were producing that, that training were, were trying to scam people. All I'm saying is that was all that was available on the market at that time, and that's not what I was looking for. 
And so that's why I launched our first brand sprint process, which has evolved into the brand sprint blueprint. Okay. So again, do your brainstorming in here if you need to, and then just write out your origin problem based around whatever it was that you were, you launched to, to solve or whatever it is that you're launching, relaunching now to solve. Okay. I'm just going to put in here uh, problem related uh, to big relevant change because that's the optimum. Uh, and you'll notice, by the way, just in case you're using uh, this whiteboard uh, software, because I created the last one in pink, it remembers and creates the next one in pink. That's actually not what I want here. So I'm going to switch that back to a yellow sticky. Uh, you'll also notice that the text switches automatic, automatically to black uh, on a light colored sticky. It's a beautiful software, by the way, that we use. Um, so again, that's the problem related to the big relevant change. Uh, it may or may not be for you. It might just be an origin problem that uh, you saw that you could that you could solve and you decided to solve it. Preferably, it's going to be a problem that you ran into in your company, and that's what you're going to put in there. Okay, so I put that on a new sticky in there. And once we've done that, we can then move on to the conflict section. Okay, so there's only one element in the uh, uh, in the origin problem or big relevant change. It's just that that one element is going to be a choice of one of these two things. Okay, conflict. This is also known as myth and the old game. Uh, I'm not going to have time to get into that in this episode, but that is covered much more deeply during the messaging sprint kit. Uh, I will talk a little bit about this here because I don't want to have you only having half the information. I want you to be able to complete this origin story from this episode. Okay, so again, you can pause the video here if you want, or you can just come back and watch the, the whole thing and you know whatever works best for you. Remember, there are four parts to this. Section three is conflict. Okay, so this is the struggle in the story. This is what we tried to do in order to solve the problem but that didn't work, okay? And more importantly for our customers, it's what continues to not work. This is, again, we're developing empathy here. We're saying, hey, listen, I know you're going through this, this crap. I know you've tried this and it's just not working. And if anything, you're going backwards. But we're not saying it to them like that. We're presenting it in a much more empathetic manner by saying, we ran up against this and it didn't work and it caused all these problems. Which problems are we saying it caused? Well, first of all, the real problems it did cause for us. Remember, this is based in reality. But second of all, the ones that our prospects recognize as being the ones that they're feeling as well. That's where the empathy comes from. So in our messaging sprint, you will hear this referred to as the old game. This is basically what used to work and now doesn't. Okay, that's the power behind creating this entire category narrative is... There was a time when what they're trying to do now worked. This is not necessarily bad advice, just time dependent. It's bad advice now because something's happened. There's been a big relevant change in the marketplace and now what used to work doesn't, okay? This is just the old game. This is what we tried and didn't work, okay? Now you're not necessarily gonna present it as, hey, this doesn't work. You're also not necessarily gonna present it as, uh, hey, everyone out there, you're all trying this and it doesn't work. This is your origin story. But as, as I've just referenced, everything we develop in messaging, this isn't really about us. This is about what our clients and prospects are going through. It's about us, of course, in the fact that it's based in the reality of our, of our history, our story. But we just can't tell a story about ourselves and expect our prospects to connect with it. We have to tell a story about ourselves as it relates to the struggles 
that our clients and prospects are having. Otherwise, why are they wasting their time listening to us? They've got problems to solve, right? So again, this is the old game. This used to work, but now it doesn't because something else has happened in the marketplace. What did you try that didn't work and that your audience is gonna recognize because they're trying it as well and it's not working for them? Okay, so you wanna think of, think of things like any myths or misconceptions in your industry based in what the audience is being told that they should be doing, okay? Because anytime there's something that used to work, there are still gonna be a bunch of people out there flogging that as the solution. This is one of the ways you stand head and shoulders above that competition, is you, you recognize and you present to your prospects that, you know what, what you're being told, it's only gonna hurt you. Do this instead. And then when you can back that up, using a category narrative, it's much, much more powerful and you remove any of that discussion around price because you're now the only person that can provide the solution to this because you've just proven to be the only person who even understands it, okay? Uh, if your origin problem wasn't something you faced, but it was something that you saw in the market, if that's the case, then this section needs to be really strong. This conflict has to be really strong. And if you can relate it to any specific individuals, remember you're telling a story, individuals would be the detail. So if you can if you can relate this to any specific individuals, even better. So as an example, uh, we were a design and marketing agency and we had a client who had done everything right. They built their business, uh, they built their brand, they just couldn't gain any traction in the market. So we took the time into learning how to do real brand strategy so that we could help a close friend to launch his company. And it was a raging success, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that level of detail relating it to a specific individual. Obviously, you won't use their name without their permission, uh, and you don't necessarily need to. But the story, having the individual in there where we say we had a client who had, it's got to be real, don't just make stuff up. Uh, but if you have that individual in your story, use it, present it like that, right? Um, the conflict part of that story would be that they were looking around or they were reading all the blogs or they were talking to graphic design firms or they were talking to companies that were calling themselves branding agencies and all that they were being offered was visual identities, okay? This is what they were trying and this didn't work. I actually have a, a, a past client who wrote me a testimonial that opened up by that. They tried six different so-called brand strategy agencies in our, in our local market at the time and the first five, before he found us, the first five offered them a visual identity, okay? Now remember, this is past tense. This is about the origin of your company. So again, back to our example for Jennifer, uh, maybe she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket. Uh, maybe she gave her kids money for the cafeteria. Maybe she spent hours each night making the lunches herself. So it was either costly financially, uh, it was costly in her time, or she lacked any control over the ingredients, right? She just couldn't find a decent way to get her kids' school lunches anywhere in Berkeley. Now, you can hear from those details that the details put people into the story. The detail has to be related around what we know they're going through, okay? So again, we wanna really detail what they tried. They contacted a branding agency. The branding agency made them go through a 15 minute questionnaire online and then they sent them back three different versions of the same logo in three different color schemes and asked them which one they liked best, right? Really go into detail here. The more detail, the better. And you can tell that example that I just gave, by the way, the three different colored versions of the same visual identity after a 15 minute 
um, uh, 15 minute questionnaire. That was that is actually real. That actually happened to one of my clients. It has to be right based in reality. And if you've got something like that, where another company is referring to that as brand strategy, they're calling that branding, uh, then you want to call that out. You do have an opportunity here to step on your competition. But that's not what this section is for, right? I really want to stress that. This is not about crapping all over everyone else out there. This is about building empathy and showing that you have experienced or at least understood the same struggles that your customers or, pros or prospects are going through, right? Conflict is always the connection of the story. So the more detail, the better. You really want to tap into that emotion and the frustration around what you had to go through before you just threw your hands up in the air and you said, you know what, I'm just going to create the solution because the solution I want, it's not out there, right? And that's the point of all this. We get to the point where we say, we just got sick of it. We just got fed up with what you, what's being pushed on you out there, right? We got fed up with what you're fed up with now. So we created something better. Now you can imagine the the uh, the ability for all of your competitors to even compete with that just disappeared. We got fed up with what everyone else is pushing on you, so we did something about it, right? So remembering the what in the context, right? The the what we started, which was because of the origin problem. This is the why, okay? This is around what failed and why we chose to do something about it. And again, of course, it must be related to that origin problem, and it must be related to the problems that the, the, your audience continue to experience. That's one of the tricky parts about writing an origin, origin story. You can get so focused on what happened to you that you forget to pull out just the elements of what you, go, what you went through that are related to what your prospects are going through. The other elements don't matter in an origin story. If they're not related to what your prospects are going through, they're not going to connect, okay? There is no point here talking about a problem that has already been solved, okay? So uh, we launched our web design agency because we realized that every website needs to be mobile native. <laughs> okay, good for you. I'm going to go and find an agency who's a little bit less 2010s and a little bit more 2020s, right? So don't don't just put up something if it's if it's or if it's no longer necessary to be solved. Every web platform out there makes mobile native sites now by default, okay? You can't advertise that. No one cares anymore, right? So brainstorm this section. Add as many stickies in here as you need them or write them out in a document if you if you're listening to this without a digital whiteboard in front of you, write them on a sticky, write them on a notepad. However, this point, the point here is just bang out as many as you can, okay? And then once you've got something that you're happy with, so go through everything that you've written out, and then second pass, find the one that is the most powerful. It is the one that is most likely to be what is being forced upon your prospects right now. It's most likely to be what your prospects are going through, and it's also something you went through and solved, or something you saw and solved. And then once you get to that point, put it on a different color so that you can recognize that this is your decision sticky. And then you'll have that you'll have that very clear visual representation that this is the result of our brainstorming. Okay, so coming back over here, let me just put in a few stickies here. Let's imagine each of these had some brainstorming of conflicts in there. I would then go back through these, make my decision. And then the last decision one, I would change the color so that this is then easily recognizable as the one I've decided on, the one that I'm moving forward with, okay? So once you know what that is, uh, once you've got your finished 
uh, conflict. Again, the more detailed, the better. Just put that on the new sticky. We don't have to worry about how it all sounds in one reading. You're not worried about scrolling back just yet and saying, okay, well, this sounds clunky going from here to here, and this sounds clunky going from here to here. Don't worry about that just yet. We'll come back and we'll fix that later. Right now, we're just constructing the elements, okay? So the emotion and the frustration are kind of, uh, we want to tap into that as much as possible, but without being a bad infomercial, okay? So again, that example with Jennifer was maybe she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket, she gave the kids money for the cafeteria, and she even spent hours each night making them herself, okay? There's some real emotion there, okay? That's, the fact that I've used three different examples there, by the way, that puts a real timeline on her frustration. She didn't just try one thing and then go off and make her own store. That would be kind of stupid, right? She tried several different things and those different things, the way they're presented, puts a timeline on the frustration because she probably wouldn't have tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket just once. She might've tried that for a month. She might've tried that for a week. She wouldn't have given the kids money for the cafeteria just once. She might've tried that for a couple of weeks. All right, right? so we're putting a timeline on the frustration. So first of all, she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket. Well, okay. She had to go out to the supermarket. She had to do some shopping. She had to wrestle with the parking lot. She had to choose the right ones. She had to read all the ingredients uh, because she's a mother. She had to see what the kids were getting. She had to find a spot to, to store them in the fridge where the kids wouldn't eat them after dinner, right? There's a lot of frustration in just saying she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket. And anyone else, remember, we're talking about people who have experienced this. We're talking to people who are experiencing this at the same time. Anyone who's experienced that will feel all of those additional frustrations that I just went through without us having to go through go through them, right? We don't have to say, uh, she went to the parking lot, she had to choose the right one, she had to read the ingredients. We don't have to say any of that. Just by saying she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket, that is conveyed to people who are experiencing this already. Again, you can really develop some real frustration just by framing what you did, what she did. You don't have to go into all that detail about everything that went wrong because the people who have experienced that know that already. You can, by the way, you can go into more detail if you want, but remember, you need to deliver this as a fairly quick story, as a natural, this is why your brand started. This is not a big, long about us page. This is just one section, okay? So as with anything, happy medium. By saying she tried prepackaged lunches from the supermarket, anyone who's tried that is gonna recognize those frustrations. All those other frustrations I talked about, they already know those. And that's why we have to make sure that we're focusing on the problems and the conflicts that our customers are still experiencing. Okay, uh, gave the kids money for the cafeteria. Well, okay, let's reference back to the context. She's a single mother. She can't afford to give the kids money for the cafeteria every day. The cafeteria is outrageously expensive at a school, right? So there's frustration. There's emotion in there built in just by saying she gave the kids money for the cafeteria. Now, Assuming that Jennifer's done her research on her market, uh, bearing in mind we're, we're talking about Jennifer's brand origin story. So Jennifer has clients now for her organic food service. So assuming that she's done her research on her market and she knows that they're in the same boat as she was in, that's why this will work. She knows what they've done. She knows that they've spent hours each night making them th themselves, for example. So her origin story presents that she spent hours each night making them herself. Well, this is a single mother. 
She doesn't have hours each night. She just doesn't. She doesn't have hours any time of the day, right? So there's all of that emotion, all of that frustration is built into these references. So remembering the what we started, okay? Which was because of the origin story. Again, this is the why, this is what failed and why we chose to do something about it, okay? This is not yet what we chose to do about it. This is why we chose to do something about it. And again, it must be related to the origin problem and the problems that our audience continues to experience. So as you're doing this, that's why we go through in several stages. We brainstorm and then we choose the best, right? Because in your brainstorming, there's gonna be stuff in there that your audience legitimately aren't, aren't feeling. They're just That's just random stuff that you happen to go through when you had this problem. We only want the stuff that we experienced and that our prospects are experiencing today, okay? Uh, and then the final section over here is solution. Okay, section four. This one's actually really simple. What did we do to solve the problem? What did we launch? What did we create? Uh, again, an example, Jennifer launched the only organic ingredient school lunch program in Berkeley. Uh, quick pro tip here. You heard the word only in there. If you've written an onlyness statement, you can reference that and see if there's anything there you can use. Does that fit your solution, okay? Uh, and if you haven't written an onlyness statement, I have an onlyness statement, a detailed how-to uh, on my blog, again, blog.simplogy.com. You can go and see exactly how to write out your onlyness statement. Step-by-step, uh, step, there's a whole series of prompts that you can just fill in the blanks. Everything we do when we're building all of our stuff, okay? Just in reference to the fact that some of you might already have an onlyness statement that you can use in this solution section. Everything we do when we're building a brand right from the very start, developing a niche, uh, building the brand, writing our brand messaging, developing our products, working on our naming, all of that, everything builds on everything else, okay? There's no let's restart from scratch when, you, when you've done any of this work. It all builds upon each other. So don't discount any assets that you've already built and any understanding and knowledge that you have from those assets when you're building this stuff, okay? Everything you've already done serves to provide you the foundation for everything you're going to do moving forward. So, Jennifer launched the only organic ingredient school lunch program in Berkeley. She uses organic ingredients, she accommodates difficult dietary requirements, and she makes the lunches fresh every day. So that's the solution to the problem. You can you notice the detail there, right? It's not just that she launched a school lunch program in Berkeley. She launched the only organic ingredient school lunch program in Berkeley. She uses organic ingredients, she accommodates difficult dietary requirements, and she makes the lunches fresh every day. Now there's a reason, by the way, if some of you are feeling particularly mentally satisfied by that phrase or that phrasing, here's just a quick storytelling note that you should try to take advantage of. If you've got multiple items like that, the human brain is hardwired to look for groups of three, okay? So if you have a chance to say something like organic ingredients, accommodates difficult dietary requirements, uh, and makes the lunches fresh every day, your readers are going to feel a sense of completion that comes when they hear a group of three like that, okay? You don't have to do that. But if you can, I encourage it because that's one of the other tricks that you can use to make your story, first of all, easier to digest because the brain is actively looking for that group of three already, but also more enjoyable to hear because the brain is satisfied when it hears that group of three, okay? So again, Jennifer launched the only organic school ingredient, uh, organic ingredient school lunch program in Berkeley. Perfect, there's nice detail in there. It's not just she launched a school lunch program. 
she launched the only organic school lunch program in Berkeley, okay? Then we follow up by saying she uses organic ingredients, accommodates difficult dietary requirements, and makes the lunches fresh every day. It doesn't matter if there's a fourth or a fifth element that I'm missing from that sentence that perhaps our audience was thinking of before they heard it. The fact that that was delivered in a group of three, unless it's something big and glaringly obvious, like she doesn't use any food or something stupid like that, but because it was delivered in the group of three, there is a sense of finality to it, okay? And the brain is content with hearing those three. So it kind of helps you eliminate further problems. It helps you eliminate further roadblocks just by delivering that in a group of three, okay? And we did the same thing earlier in our conflict with a group of three in there. If you can do this with a group of three, please do your very best. If you have four, if you have five, whatever, ask yourself if you can remove one because if you add a fourth, first of all, you're gonna break that natural flow. You're gonna break that group of three that the brain is expecting. But second of all, you'll open up a new group of three and that's called an open loop. And the brain is now gonna expect two more items, right? It's, it's had its first group of three. You've out opened the second group. If you don't finish that, <laughs> that's gonna be a disconnect, okay? It's a really, really good trick. An open loop is a really good trick to do when you're sending an email and when you wanna send a follow-up the next day, okay? Maybe in a lead generation or a sales generation sort of a process, but it is a horrible thing to do in a conversation like this or a sentence or a paragraph like this where you open a loop and then you don't close it, okay? So if you have four, try and eliminate one. Details are great. All of this just should be a plain English sentence, okay? So put your stickies down here in this solution. Uh, again, uh, as many as you want. Uh, I'll just put solution on this one. Change its color back to yellow. Uh, and then I'm just gonna, oops, I don't know what I just did. Just copy a few of these. So you just end up with all of your brainstorming like this. And then at the, at the end of your brainstorming, you're just gonna write that out at the end with the solution that you're happy with on a different color, uh, or if you're doing this on your wall, in a different spot, etc. Again, just to note that you're doing this in two passes. First is brainstorming, second is decision. All of our exercises are set up to follow that process. First is brainstorming, foundational stuff, get everything we need to actually build something that's gonna work, and then make the decision on which that what that something is gonna be, okay? Once you've done all that, when you write this out in its entirety, I highly encourage you to go for a paragraph instead of a sentence, because ideally we're gonna want at least a couple of sentences. I find that these are much easier to digest if there's sort of a, here's what she did, Jennifer launched the only organic uh, ingredient school lunch program in Berkeley, full stop. That puts a nice little package around, here's what she did, right? And then, Here's a little bit more about how she did it, right? She uses organic ingredients, she accommodates difficult dietary requirements, and she makes lunches fresh every day, right? That helps people do that logic jump. So they've got the emotion, and then we help them justify it with logic just by giving them that follow-up sentence, okay? So I like to do a paragraph here for the solution section, so you've got at least two sentences in that solution section. Typically only gonna be two. Any more than that, and you might find when you put the whole thing together, that you're struggling to deliver it verbally, like it becomes, imagine you're at a, a networking event and someone asks you and you give them a 15 minute story, right? You gotta keep that in mind, all of these tips, right? Um, th this goes for when you're working through this with a client, by the way, just while I remember that, 
whether when you're working through this with a client, it's the exact same process with the exact same rules because psychologically this works. Okay, so get that last one written out. Aim for two sentences if possible. Two sentences is ideal. Uh, and then once you've got all four sections written out, then you want to finesse it into English, into a way that you can just deliver it, okay? So you're just going to start with those four different colored sections, or three different colored sections, because the second section, remember, only had one element in it. Uh, so the three different colored sections plus the second section, uh, you're going to put them in order. The story has to go in order. Remember, we need that context at the start to provide our anchor, our foundation. And you just want to finesse it. You just want to give it another pass, and you want to make it sound like you're just delivering the response to a why did your brand start? Why did you launch your business? Okay, it needs to be simple. And again, you'll need to you'll need to read this like you're telling a story. So one trick you can do when you're doing this, you finesse it, you write it out the way you want, you think you want it to sound, and then you read it out loud and you see how it actually does sound. Or if you've got a friend with you, read it to them. Okay, so you just want to keep tweaking this until it sounds natural for your preferred way of delivering it. Okay, there's no right or wrong. We're not worried about grammatically correct unless you're a historically grammatically correct speaker. Well, it's got to sound natural to you, okay? So we want to sound natural to how you'll be able to deliver this. So he's going to rewrite this. You're going to, you're going to keep going at it until you're really comfortable delivering it verbally. And then once you're happy with that, obviously put that on a separate sticky or put it in a separate Google Doc or put it somewhere you're going to keep it safe, right? And just like that, you've written your brand's origin story, okay? And you can say to anyone, this is why we started our company. And you can say it in such a way that they're going to feel pulled to you because you're speaking to their problems with the empathy of experience, okay? So again, get those four sections done, put them into a separate document. I would advise putting them into a Google Doc uh, and just calling it origin story. Put it somewhere safe. You can put it in Evernote. Uh, you can put it in a template in your email if you want. Just keep it somewhere safe. Keep the end product somewhere safe because it's something that you're going to need to rely on in all of those other places that I mentioned earlier that you can use it, like your sales letter, like your pitch deck, like your capabilities deck, etc. right? Uh, and then that end result of all this origin story work is now one of your brand assets, okay? And once you've done that, you're ready to start delivering in your prospect communications, either verbally, either written, whether that be directing people to an About Us page that contains the origin story, or whether it be by sending it by email, or whatever, okay? So that's it for this one. I really hope that helps. I know it's a very detailed process. Take your time with it. Pause this episode. Go back. Uh, make notes, whatever you need to do. And if you want some more information on the messaging sprint, on how to actually run this with a client or the entire messaging sprint kit where you develop your uh, origin story, your value proposition, first draft of your sales letter, first draft of your pitch deck, uh, only this statement, and of course this origin story. If you want any more information on that, we are running a, a ridiculous special this week on the brand sprint blueprint and the messaging sprint kit bundle to celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. So if that interests you and you want to kickstart your strategist career with the two most popular sprints that we offer, you can get that bundle 
for an additional $500 off the already discounted bundle price this week, okay? So click the link below this episode if that interests you. Use the coupon code GIVETHANKS, that's GIVETHANKS, all one word, and you'll instantly get $500 off of the already reduced bundle price for those two programs. So that's gonna be available until October 11th, 2021 at midnight Eastern Standard Time to celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, And really, I just wanna show my gratitude to all of you for being a part of my community. So that's it for me. Click the link below to grab that bundle at the lowest price that it will ever be before Monday, of course, and I will look forward to seeing you in the next episode. This is the Simplogy Show with Bruce White, the podcast for business leaders and strategists to get the best practical advice on a deeper but more efficient approach to brand and business strategy right across a business's life cycle, because you can always add more value.